billionaire Elon Musk says that he has found a new person finally to lead Twitter, but the question is who? Details next. I'm Brooke Holes with Ticker Feed. Now, from our headquarters at Ticker Park to the world, this is Ticker News. Hello to our viewers around the world. It's great to have your company. I'm Brick Holes. Also coming up, Biden is issuing a new warning to migrants. Tigger's US Bureau, Veronica Dudo, live in New York with that story soon. But first, your top story. The last places had been filled for Saturday's Eurovision Song Contest grand finale and is very good news for these Aussies. Sixteen acts have performed in tonight's semi-final and ten have gone through after a public vote. Acts from Australia, Belgium and Austria have all made it through. Also part of the lucky ten, Albania, Cyprus, Estonia, Lithuania, Poland, Armenia and Slovenia. Here's Belgium's entry with fans on socials saying it's amazing to see the spirit of Eurovision. Cause I know I'm strong when the world got me going And Austria's entry also made it through and it certainly caught a lot of attention for their bizarre song about being possessed by the ghost of a 19th century American writer. Tuesday's semi-finals saw other countries, including Finland, Sweden and Israel, all making it through. And the big five, including France, Germany, Italy, Spain and the UK, all part of the final two. Last year's top title went to Ukraine, who will also take to the stage for the finale. Liverpool is hosting this year as the war in Ukraine means that last year's winners are not able to. The Biden administration is issuing a new warning to migrants seeking entry to the U.S., saying those who arrive at the border after Title 42 expires will be ineligible to claim asylum. For more, let's bring in Tigger's U.S. correspondent, Ronica Dudo, live from our bureau in New York. Ronica, tell us more here. What's the latest? Hey there, Britt. Well, migrants have rushed to both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border on Thursday, hours before immigration restrictions known as Title 42 are set to expire. Thousands have been rushing to cross ahead of tough new asylum rules that will replace the COVID-era order. U.S. Customs and Border Protection have been holding up to 28,000 migrants at its facilities far beyond its stated capacity and now hits new record highs. At midnight, Title 42 will expire. Here is the DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas at the White House discussing the Biden administration's response. Starting at midnight, people who arrive at our southern border will be subject to our immigration enforcement authorities under Title 8 of the United States Code. Here is what that means. If anyone arrives at our southern border after midnight tonight, they will be presumed ineligible for asylum and subject to steeper consequences for unlawful entry, including a minimum five-year ban on re-entry and potential criminal prosecution. 
Meanwhile, Congress is trying to step in. U.S. lawmakers race to try and pass a last-minute immigration bill on Capitol Hill. Take a listen to the heated floor debate from both sides of the aisle. The disorder is obvious at the border, but this bill won't fix that. The administration is creating a program of either drug mules or indentured servants. A shameful, unserious bill that would shutter our country's asylum system and make the situation at the border much worse. This administration sends all other children to poorly vetted so-called sponsors in this country with little concern or follow-up over the conditions into which we have abandoned them. Since Biden took office in January 2021, the country has seen a record 4.6 million arrests of migrants crossing illegally. Brett? Ronnie Kudari, thank you for that update. Sure. Elon Musk has found a new person to lead Twitter. Now, he hasn't announced exactly who that person will be, but he took to Twitter to say, excited to announce that I've got a new CEO for Twitter. She will be starting in six weeks. Musk said he will transition to being exec chair and CTO, overseeing product, software and system operations. The move is likely to ease Tesla investors' concerns who have been increasingly worried about the time that Musk is devoting to Twitter rather than SpaceX and his other investments. A standoff in Washington over raising the U.S. debt ceiling overshadowed a meeting of G7 finance leaders, heightening U.S. recession fears as central banks seek a softer landing for the global economy. Alice Rizzio has more. A standoff in Washington over raising U.S. debt ceiling overshadowed a meeting of Group of Seven finance chiefs on Thursday. The ministers were gathering in the Japanese city of Niigata. Global economic risks, including stubbornly high inflation, will likely be among their key topics. Speaking at the meeting, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen urged Congress to raise the $31.4 trillion federal debt limit. A default would threaten the gains that we've worked so hard to make over the past few years in our pandemic recovery, and it would spark a global downturn that would set us back much further. It would also risk undermining U.S. global economic leadership and raise questions about our ability to defend our national security interests. The U.S. standoff is a headache for Japan, which is this year's G7 chair and the world's biggest holder of U.S. debt. Past such fights have typically ended with a hastily arranged agreement in the final hours of negotiations, avoiding a default. Japanese Finance Minister Sunichi Suzuki said the group wouldn't get into the details on U.S. debt. In the G7 this time around, it's unlikely that we will discuss in depth about specific topics. Even as rapid rate hikes by the Federal Reserve weigh on U.S. economy, recent data has also shown signs of weakness in China, the world's second-largest economy. Figures out on Thursday showed the country's consumer prices rose at the slowest pace in more than two years in April, while factory gate deflation deepened. Other key themes to be discussed at the G7 gathering includes ways to strengthen the global financial system following the U.S. banking turmoil, and steps to prevent Russia from circumventing sanctions over its invasion of Ukraine. The United Nations human rights chief is urging countries that have influence in Africa to help encourage an end to the conflict there by all possible means. Trevor Coral reports. 
With ceasefire talks between Sudan's army and the rapid support forces reportedly making progress, the United Nations is urging countries with influence in Africa to help end the conflict. Volker Turk is the UN's human rights chief. I take this opportunity to urge all states with influence in the region to encourage by all possible means the resolution of this crisis. Turk added that both sides in the conflict had, quote, trampled international humanitarian law. The UN Human Rights Council narrowly passed a Western-backed motion Thursday to increase monitoring of human rights abuses in Sudan. No African country voted in favor of the initiative. Ceasefire talks are taking place in the Saudi port of Jeddah, and U.S. mediators said on Wednesday they were cautiously optimistic. In public, neither side has shown it is ready to offer concessions to end the fighting. Sudan's Forces of Freedom and Change, a political group leading a plan to transfer to civilian rule, said they welcomed the talks. The priority is for silencing the sound of gunfire to address the humanitarian problem, Executive Committee member Khalid Omer Youssef told Reuters. Hundreds of civilians have been killed since the fighting erupted last month. You're up to date this hour. Don't go anywhere. More Ticker Originals and analysis coming up. You're watching Ticker News. You're watching Ticker News. More news is just minutes away.